do Numbers chapter 12 to start off with. So this morning, um, when we started our um, second lesson on um, the tongue, we finished off with a little um, rhyme which sort of summarised um, what we talked about this morning, and it and it went like this: If your lips would keep from slips, five things observe with care: of whom you speak, to whom you speak, and how, and when. And where. Um, tonight we're going to be examining um, five wrong attitudes or spirits that can often appear in our communication with others. And in each we will look at a definition of that attitude as well as the outward evidences and some examples or an example um, of each. And so from that, that little um, poem, it's the, um, it's the how that we're particularly um, looking at um, tonight. But before we do, um, let's commit this time to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you um, so much for your word. We thank you, Father, that um, you preserved your word for us, that, um, that we may uh, come to you and um, uh, learn of your wisdom through your word anytime and virtually anywhere. Um, that we have um, our phones even with us, Father. We, it's so readily available today and we thank you and praise you for that. Um, we pray, Father, that as we um, come together now under the preaching of your word, that you will speak to each of us, that you will soften each of our hearts and our minds, that we would be open and receptive to what you have to say to each of us this evening and that you will just empower me to only say those things, Father, that you would have me to say. Um, for your honour and glory, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, and so the five attitudes that we are going to be um, looking at this evening in the way that um, we speak to others are an attitude of the independent spirit, um, the wounded spirit, the condemning spirit, the ungrateful spirit and the bitter spirit. Um, and the first one is the independent um, spirit. This spirit reserves to oneself the right to make one's own decisions. And some of the outward evidences of this spirit is that we desire to get ahead for ourselves. We list rights and expectations when we have an independent attitude. We always stand up for our rights and fret when we don't get our expectations. And this behaviour can sometimes lead to anger and flares of temper. And a couple of examples of this can be found in Numbers chapter 12 to start off with. And we'll read from verse 1. This is the account of where Aaron and Miriam went um, before um, Moses and complained about the fact that um, you know, he, was, he was in charge. And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they said, Hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Hath he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. 
Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses, and unto Aaron, and unto Miriam. Come out here, ye three, unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they three came out. And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud, and stood in the door of the tabernacle, and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both came forth. And he said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision, and I will speak unto him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in dark speeches, and the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore then were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. Let her not be as one dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed, when he cometh out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. And the Lord said unto Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, should she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out from the camp seven days, and after that let her be received in again. And Miriam was shut out from the camp seven days, and the people journeyed not till Miriam was brought in again. And afterward... The people removed from Hazaroth and pitched in the wilderness of Paran. Um, so we have there one example of um, Miriam and Aaron having um, uh, this uh, spirit of independence, you know, of um, bucking against the authority that God has put over them, that being um, Moses. And it wasn't just them. If we turn over to Numbers chapter 16... And verse 1, we see that the sons of Korah also suffered from a similar attitude. Now Korah, the son of Izhar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, and Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with certain of the children of Israel, 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron, and said unto them, Ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them. And the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift ye up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. And when Moses heard it, he fell upon his face. And he spake unto Korah and unto all his company, saying, even tomorrow the Lord will show who are his and who is holy and will cause him to come near unto him. Even him whom he hath chosen will he cause to come near unto him. This do, take you censers Korah and all his company and put fire therein and put incense in them before the Lord tomorrow. And it shall be that the man whom the Lord doth choose, he shall be holy." 
You take too much upon you, ye sons of Levi. And Moses said unto Korah, Here I pray you, ye sons of Levi, seemeth it but a small thing unto you, that the God of Israel hath separated you from the congregation of Israel, to bring you near to himself to do the service of the tabernacle of the Lord, and to stand before the congregation to minister unto them. And he hath brought thee near to him, and all thy brethren, the sons of Levi, with thee. And seek ye the priesthood also, for which cause both thou and all thy company are gathered together against the Lord. And what is Aaron that ye murmur against him? And Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, which said, We will not come up. Is it a small thing that thou hast brought us up out of the land that floweth with milk and honey, to kill us in the wilderness, except thou make thyself altogether a prince over us? Moreover, thou hast not brought us into a land that floweth with milk and honey, or given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Wilt thou um, put out the eyes of these men? We will not come up. And Moses was very wroth and said unto the Lord, Respect not thou their offering. I have not taken one ass from them, neither have I hurt one of them. And Moses said unto Korah, Be thou and all thy company before the Lord, thou and they and Aaron tomorrow, and take every man his censer, and put incense in them, and bring ye before the Lord every man his censer, two hundred and fifty censers, thou also and Aaron, each of you his censer. So we see, and we know the rest of the story, um, that fire came out from the Lord and devoured those two hundred and fifty um, men, and um, Abiron and Dothan, they were swallowed up by the earth. Um, but these all had this same attitude of an independent um, spirit. And then we come to our wounded spirit. Um, and there's a lot of cross, you know, some of these examples, actually examples of a few of these different um, uh, attitudes as well. But with a wounded spirit, we can turn to First Samuel. First Samuel chapter 13. Now this spirit shows in one whose rights and expectations have not been fulfilled as rapidly as he desired. And the outward evidence is that we can distrust because we think people have failed to meet our expectations. Or we're apathetic. You know, who cares? I've been let down too many times before. Um, or we might need detailed instructions as a result of the who cares attitude. Our words usually usually reflect a certain cynical cutting attitude and we may be or we may become silent and withdraw into a shell well here in 1 Samuel um, 13 uh, we see Saul waiting um, for Samuel to come uh, down to um, Gilgal verse 1 Saul reigned one year and when he had reigned two years over Israel Saul chose him 3,000 men of Israel Whereof two thousand were with Saul in Michmash and in Mount Bethel, and a thousand were with Jonathan in Gibeah of Benjamin. And the rest of the people he sent every man to his tent. And Jonathan smote the garrison of the Philistines that was in Geba, and the Philistines heard of it. And Saul blew the trumpet throughout all the land, saying, Let the Hebrews hear. And all Israel heard say that Saul had smitten the garrison of the Philistines, and that Israel also was had in abomination 
with the Philistines. And the people were called together after Saul to Gilgal. And the Philistines gathered themselves together to fight with Israel, 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horsemen, and people as the sand which is on the seashore in multitude. And they came up and pitched in Michmash, eastward from Beth Haven. And when the men of Israel saw that they were in a strait, for the people were distressed, then the people did hide themselves in caves, in thickets, in rocks, in high places, and in pits. And some of the Hebrews went over Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. As for Saul, he was yet in Gilgal, and all the people followed him trembling. And he tarried seven days according to the set time that Samuel had appointed. But Samuel came not to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. And Saul said, Bring hither a burnt offering to me and peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering. And it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came. And Saul went out to meet him, that he might salute him. And Samuel said, What hast thou done? And Saul said, Because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that thou camest not within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Michmash, therefore said I, The Philistines will come down now upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself therefore and offered a burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. But now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord hath sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people. Because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. You know, if Saul had have read even these couple of passages that we just read in, in Numbers, then he might have delayed offering um, the sacrifice when he should have waited for Samuel to come. And so as a result, the kingdom was taken away from, um, from Saul. And so Saul here gives us an example um, of this wounded spirit attitude. And then also we have um, the third one is a condemning spirit. Um, this spirit comes as a result of pride or past injuries, um, giving us a judging defensive spirit. Uh, just turn to and just keep in mind the passage we just read about Saul. Uh, but just turn to Psalm chapter 15. Psalm 15 and verse 3. Uh, we'll start from verse 1. A psalm of David, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbour nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbour. Um, this uh, condemning spirit can often um, reveal itself as um, being critical to others, being defensive in our actions, refusing to admit when we are wrong, uh, by gossiping and griping, or finding fault in others. And hypocrite can be our favourite word. Um, and we see... Um, some of those is an example of what, um, or Saul uh, giving us an example there in that passage that we just read. He was blaming um, 
uh, Samuel for not arriving quickly enough um, uh, for his doing the wrong thing. Um, and then we have an ungrateful spirit. Um, this spirit believes I achieved it when in reality God and others did it for us. Um, Dr. Bob Jones Sr. used to say, when gratitude dies on the altar of a man's heart, that man is well nigh hopeless. And this can reveal itself in boasting and bragging and, can, um, ha uh, and we can have an eye-centred um, conversations. And um, uh, some examples of this can be found in 1 Kings 21. One Kings twenty one and verse one. So here we see ungrateful Ahab, um, who took the vineyard um, from Naboth, his neighbour. And it came to pass after these things that Naboth, the Jezreelite, had a vineyard, which was in Jezreel, hard by the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. And Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is near unto my house, and I will give thee for it a better vineyard than it. Or if it seem good to thee, I will give thee the worth of it in money. And Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. And Ahab came into his house heavy and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers. And he laid him down upon his bed and turned away his face and would eat no bread. But Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said unto him, Why is thy spirit so sad that thou eatest no bread? And he said unto her, Because I spake unto Naboth the Jezreelite and said unto him, Give me thy vineyard for money, or else, if it please thee, I will give thee another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give thee my vineyard. And Jezebel his wife said unto him, Dost thou now govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise and eat bread, and let thine heart be merry. I will give thee the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. And so she wrote letters in Ahab's name, and sealed them with his seal, and sent the letters unto the elders and to the nobles that were in his city, dwelling with Naboth. And she wrote in the letters, saying, Proclaim a fast, and set Naboth on high among the people. And set two men, sons of Belial, before him to bear witness against him, saying, Thou didst blaspheme God and the king, and then carry him out and stone him that he may die. And the men of his city, even the elders and the nobles, who were the inhabitants of his city, did as Jezebel had sent unto them, and as it was written in the letters which she had sent unto them. And they proclaimed a fast and set Naboth on high among the people, and there came in two men, children of Belial, and sat before him. And the men of Belial witnessed against him, even against Naboth, in the presence of the people, saying, Naboth did blaspheme God and the king. Then they carried him forth out of the city and stoned him with stones that he died. Then they sent to Jezebel, saying, Naboth is stoned and is dead. And it came to pass when Jezebel heard that Naboth was stoned and was dead, that Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise, take possession of the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite, which he refused to give thee for money, for Naboth is not alive, but dead. And it came to pass, when Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, that Ahab rose up to go down to the vineyard of Naboth, 
the Jezreelite to take possession of it. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Arise, go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, which is in Samaria. Behold, he is in the vineyard of Naboth, whither he has gone down to possess it. And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Hast thou killed and also taken possession? And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, In the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth, shall dogs lick thy blood, even thine. And Ahab said to Elijah, Hast thou found me, O mine enemy? And he answered, I have found thee, because thou hast sold thyself to work evil in the sight of the Lord. And so we see there Ahab, um, the king of Israel, um, you know, got the sooks because um, Naboth wouldn't sell him his vineyard. And, um, and the sad part about that is that um, uh, Ahab, he was the king of Israel. He had everything. Um, and poor old um, Naboth, you know, this, this was his vineyard. You know, it was just a little portion in comparison to what, um, to what Ahab had. And so Ahab was definitely displaying a very um, ungrateful um, attitude or spirit. And, and this spirit is not limited um, to um, wicked men. Even David suffered from the same spirit when he sinned with Bathsheba um, in 2 Samuel 11. But turn over to 2 Samuel 12 um, and um, see what Nathan has to um, say to David under the, under the guidance of God about what David did. So 2 Samuel 12 and verse 7. And Nathan said to David, so this is after the, afterwards and Nathan's gone through um, the little analogy and David says, you know, this man needs to, be, um, needs to be killed. And Nathan said to David, thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul and I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword and hast taken his wife to be thy wife and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. And now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Um, and so, you know, David was guilty of this same attitude. The difference in David was that he was repentant um, uh, afterwards. But, you know, he had, again, he had everything, um, and, um, and yet um, wanted more. So he, he suffered from that ungrateful spirit at that stage as well. And then lastly, we have um, a bitter spirit. This spirit lacks love and is full of hatred and rebellion because our rights, expectations, pride and desires have been absolutely denied. Um, this can evidence itself with um, use, the use of harsh or unloving words, a hardened face, 
Uh, nervous problems and depression um, can accompany these words as well. And doctors know that, apparently, that certain diseases are bitterness diseases, that is, psychosomatic diseases that are caused by a complete lack um, of love. And we see an example of this, um, again in the life of David, but this time not David, um, 2 Samuel 16. And the beauty of this passage is that we see um, a couple of examples of this attitude and the complete opposite attitude um, in, in this passage. So 2 Samuel 16, verses 1 to 13, we're going to read. But we're looking at, it's Mephibosheth, so that's um, Jonathan's son, and Shimei, which is a descendant of Saul, um, uh, are the ones exhibiting the, um, the bitter spirit, uh, particularly Shimei. Uh, but com compare their spirit to the spirit of Mephibosheth's servant, Zeba, who's also um, in this passage as well. Uh, we'll read from verse 1. And when David was a little past the top of the hill... Oh, so David is fleeing um, Jerusalem. So Absalom's uh, on his way. Um, and so David and most of his um, household and servants and that, they're fleeing Jerusalem. Um, that's the context here. So David, when he was, was a little past the top of the hill, behold, Ziba, the servant of Mephibosheth, met him with a couple of asses saddled, and upon them 200 loaves of bread and 100 bunches of raisins and 100 um, of summer fruits and a bottle of wine. And the king said unto Ziba, What meanest thou by these? And Ziba said, the asses be for the king's household to ride on, and the bread and summer fruit for the young men to eat, and the wine that such as be faint in the wilderness may drink. And the king said, And where is thy master? So think of Zeba's attitude there. You know, when um, David first encountered Zeba, he'd just taken over the throne, and he wanted to do um, kindly to the house of Jonathan. And so he searched out and he found Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth was lame. Um, and um, so um, David looked after Mephibosheth in the palace. So Mephibosheth was able to um, eat the king's food and that sort of thing, while Ziba looked after Mephibosheth's um, property. So um, Ziba, Mephibosheth's servant, um, ran um, Mephibosheth's property for him. It's... It's not a name you can say quickly too often, one after the other. But that's, um, that's where Zeba sort of fits in here. And so all, all this um, produce that he's got here, all these provisions that he's got for David, um, has, uh, has obviously come from, um, from that farm. And so, verse 3. Uh, and the king said, And where is thy master's son? And Zeba said unto the king, Behold... He abideth at Jerusalem, for he said, Today shall the house of Israel restore me the kingdom of my father. So how's that for gratitude towards, you know, how David's been looking after Mephibosheth um, this whole time. Um, so Mephibosheth has been able to um, eat uh, in the palace, and now he thinks he's going to get the throne. I mean, he's lucky to be alive. Any other king and he'd be dead. 
Um, but, um, but not David. David wanted to show him kindness for Jonathan's um, sake. Okay? If that wasn't bad enough. Verse 5. And when King David came to Behurim, uh, behold, thence came out a man of the family of the house of Saul. So this is a descendant of Saul, whose name was Shimei, the son of Jerah. He came forth and cursed still as he came. And he cast stones at David and at all the servants of King David. And all the people and all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left. And thus said Shimei when he cursed, Come out, come out, thou bloody man, and thou man of Belial. The Lord hath returned upon thee all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose stead thou hast reigned. And the Lord hath delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom thy son. And behold, thou art taken in thy mischief, because thou art a bloody man. Then said Abishai the son of Zariah unto the king, this is one of the king's men, why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Let me go over, I pray thee, and take off his head. And the king said, What have I to do with you, ye sons of Zeruiah? So let him curse, because the Lord hath said unto him, Curse David. Who, who shall then say, Wherefore hast thou done so? And David said to Abishai, and to all his servants, Behold, my son, which came forth of my bowels, seeketh my life. How much more now may this Benjamite do it? Let him alone... And let him curse, for the Lord hath bidden him. It may be that the Lord will look on mine affliction, and that the Lord will requite me good for his cursing this day. And as David and his men went by the way, Shimei went along on the hillside over against him, and cursed as he went, and threw stones at him, and cast dust, and so on. And so, you know, Shimei definitely hasn't, isn't displaying any um, gratitude, because just like Mephibosheth, um, he's lucky it's David that's king because any other king, um, he would be dead as well um, because um, that's typically what kings did. If it was out of the line, uh, out, you know, out of the normal line, any descendants of the pre-existing king, um, they, would, um, they would kill so that there'd be no contention um, for the throne. Um, but David didn't do that. He let him live. Um, and it wouldn't have been an issue for David. That's, that's the kind of man he was. Um, so, we can see all these various um, uh, attitudes that we need to be careful of um, when we speak to others. You know, we need to be careful um, that we don't have this wounded spirit attitude that Saul displayed while um, waiting for Samuel, or the condemning um, spirit attitude or the independent spirit attitude um, that um, Aaron and Miriam and the sons of Korah um, displayed. We need to be careful that we um, don't have that ungrateful spirit um, when we speak like um, Ahab obviously had and like David had um, when he sinned with Bathsheba and of course um, uh, not to have this bitter spirit um, as uh, Mephibosheth and Shimei um, displayed. And so, um, in concluding, I'll, um, I'll read out our, um, our short little poem once again. If your lips should keep from slips, five things observe with care. Of whom you speak, to whom you speak, and how, and when, and where. And just to clarify, that's not my creation, okay? I, you know, this, this was um, 
well, we don't know who it was done by. They didn't assign a person, but it wasn't by me, okay? I'm just reading it out, just to be clear. I'm not that clever. Um, but I do think it's quite a, um, quite a neat um, little poem to um, help us remember to be careful with our speech um, as we um, talk with one another and encourage one another. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we um, thank you for your word. Father, we thank you for giving us tongues so that we can speak, so that we can share um, the gospel message and, um, uh, and also be an encouragement to one another. And we do pray, Father, that you will um, uh, help us not to um, uh, have these, um, these attitudes that we've looked at this evening and, um, and help us to have... Um, right thinking that's in line with your thinking, Father, that we may be a faithful witness and testimony for you. We just ask these things in Jesus' name.